Cassette tape number two. Welcome to I Will Write Your Book. My name is Will Hines. I'm a ghost writer. That means I'm someone who writes books for other people for hire and I don't get credit. But what I do do is I record my meetings with my clients and then I play them as this podcast so that hardcore fans of the publishing industry can hear what goes on behind the scenes. I'm joined as always by my copy editor, Karen Donahue. Karen, hello. Hi, Will. Uh, thanks for being here. Nice to see it. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> what's this? what's what's going on? Is something wrong? Are you all right? No, I'm just having, I'm just having a tough day. Okay, I rescued an animal from my zoo, and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I'm really upset about it. Um, you want to know the details, or do you just want to yeah. talk about yourself? No, I'd like to know the details. Please tell me. Well, I rescued an emu. But I thought it was a GNU. I thought I was getting a GNU. Yeah. I thought emus were GNUs. But an emu is just like a dumb, ugly bird that's not even an ostrich. And a GNU is more like an ostrich? No. A GNU is like a, it's like a, it's like a bison-y kind of a thing. Like a goat. I'm sorry. Did you know what emus were? I've never heard of them. Yeah. See? I know an alpaca. Yeah. That's kind of what I wanted, something like an alpaca. Okay. But no. This is for your home in Los Angeles or your hacienda in Joshua Tree? It's for, I have, I have like a small rescue yeah. in Santa Clarita. It's like a small rescue animal. <sighs> Where do you Fuck. get these animals? What, what, what happens? Do you have like I a rescue website? Them. People put them on Craigslist, whatever. You go to I Craigslist to get a GNU on Craigslist? Well, I wanted a GNU, but it was an emu. I wish I, I wish they had taken so they, a picture. So I had already obligated to get this stupid uh-huh. thing. Yeah. So now you have it. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it. It's ugly. They're ugly. Don't say They're that ugly. about an animal. That's They're rude ugly. to say. Don't They're say gross. that animals can't. That's, that's not nice. Who wants an emu? I don't. Do you want an emu, Will? No, I don't want an emu. I can barely, t- I have a fern that I'm having trouble taking care of. So anyway, I'm not doing great. I'm really sorry to hear that. No, you're not. I'm not. I don't know. What do you want you me to say? You think I got what I deserve. Do you think I got I what I deserve? I do. I was you know? trying to do a nice thing and look what so. happened. You were trying, you were, you wanted people to think you were nice. Ugh. Performative activism. I, it's not good. It's not That's good. That's why you, know? you stay away from all forms of activism. No activism. All doing good ends up being either bad or narcissistic. It's why I do nothing, and that ends up being better, and I let people know about it. Well, maybe I should take a page out of your book for this maybe. one particular instance. Maybe you should. Well, I'm sorry you're stressed out. I'm glad you're here anyway. Uh, we have a client. I actually do not know a thing about this person, so we're just going to connect them, and we're just going to start talking. Oh, well, you're and just really taking anyone off the street now, Well, Look, we know we need work, okay? So when somebody sends me work. an email- You need work. I don't I need, need work. the work. I need work. You okay, need, I need work. work. Yes, I'm sorry. When I need work, and so if somebody emails me and they're interested, I try to try to get them on board. So let's connect this person, and we'll see, see how it goes. Hello, are you there? Hello. Oh, hi. Hello, can you see me through the Zoom? Yes, yes, we see you. We see you well. Yeah, I see you. See you very well. It's it's good. Good to see you. Yes, uh, Katrina Pavlovnovich. Uh, Let me just write that down. Katrina Pavlov. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Pavlovnovich. 
Pavlovnovich. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a very common name. Uh, okay, great. Um, I see you have several scarves on. Is it cold where you are? No. I just like uh, uh, the look of a scarf, you know? It lets people know that you are protecting your neck. It's a thing they say in rap songs, and so I am very protected. Okay, you're protecting your neck. This is embarrassing, but can you say your name one more time? I just forgot it. <laughs> uh, yes, of, of course. It's a very common name. It's understandable. It's hard to uh, hard to remember because yeah. It's so, so you're common. saying Joe Smith or something, and I just forget it. It's Katrina yes, uh, Pavlovnovich. Oh yeah. Yes, thank you, Karen. <laughs> Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Will's copy editor. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I, I saw your name at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, I see your name at the bottom, too. Well, people put their names at the bottom. Oh, right. I forgot how that works. Yes. Katrina, so if you decide to hire us, because th- what this meeting is sort of us kind of auditioning for you, really, to see if you think we should write your book. And if you, and if you do think so, Karen will be doing the copy editing. She's a, she's a real whiz with grammar and proper word usage. Mm. And so it really, really improves the quality. I'll be writing the book, but... Karen will be really minding the store when it comes to the rules of Are you uh, grammar. Very bad at that. Is that why Karen uh, is here? N- n- I wouldn't say very bad. Uh, uh, I, I don't have I don't have her eye for detail. Mm. Uh, I'll be a little inconsistent on grammar sometimes. Katrina, uh, I'm assuming you're Eastern European Russian. Perhaps? Yes, uh, I am from Russia. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Well. Uh, you're familiar with weak men, very weak men, and how little respect you probably have for very weak men. Certainly. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily in Russia. There are many strong, uh, strong beefcake men in Russia. I know. But, uh, yeah, I know. Having I know. left, yes, I, I am aware of uh, weak little tiny straw boys. Well, that's me. That's me. <laughs> I'm a weak little tiny straw boy. Yeah, I'm a super beta. That's what I like to call myself. Uh, I, I gotta admit, among the betas, I tend to be a little assertive, so I consider myself sort of an alpha beta. But uh, no doubt about it, in a room of men, I, I, I skew weak. There's no doubt about that. Hmm. So yeah, welcome to America. Uh, I don't know how long how long have you lived here? Um, uh, fifteen years. So it's been oh, a for <laughs> long time. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, I said welcome, but just as my beta ness is very American, so just like when you see me and my weakness. Think of America. I like that you own it, though. That uh, that yes. has a little bit of a strength, you know. Um, yes, that's that's why I'm an alpha beta. I don't shy mm-hmm. away from it. I'm real aggressive about being a beta. Indeed. And you should know that Karen is a merciless financier and a corporate raider, and she has bought uh, several corporations to great profit of her own personal wealth. Don't talk about my money, well. It's sort of stunning, and uh, there is almost no industry that she doesn't have her uh, fingers in, in some fashion, and it's sort of amazing, and she kind of does copy editing just for the love of it. Hmm. Although I do pay her. That's incredibly impressive. Uh, you were mentioning the uh, the emu that you got. Yes. Very I unfortunate. I connected They've... you early. I didn't realize that you were on the line already, but that's that's my fault. I, I do that well, all the time. Well, you're an idiot. Calls. These, are, those, those I are supposed to be confidential conversations. I'm a super dummy. You record those when you do when we're talking like that? Those have been part of the episodes. Yeah, that's <laughs> part of the episodes. You suck. These are uh, private anyway. conversations that I'm having with you. In the beginning. My apologies. I'll let you know from now on. Katrina? Okay. Yes. Yes, you were talking about emus and good news? Uh, no, bad news. Um, because they're very, very smelly. They stink. They uh, they they look bad. Um, yeah. You want them I, I to be good? This probably is they're... unnecessary, but I said good news, not good news. But I, I think your point still stands. It, you didn't need to... 
it's clarify, bad news. Will. The thing you didn't need to clarify. There's no reason for you to go back and say that. Yes, it stinks, this emu, and it's ugly. It stinks mm-hmm. and it's ugly. It's ugly and it stinks. There's nothing good about it. They're not friendly or cute either. Yeah. So, now, what's your Katrina, book, Katrina? That's what I was going to ask, Will. I know, I beat you to it. You're <laughs> such a piece of shit. Katrina, what's your book? Well, interesting that we bring up emus, gnus. I want to write an instructional book for people who have dogs, because as we know, dogs, they're all very stinky. You mm-hmm. know, they smell I bad. Suppose. You, yeah, they can. Yeah. yeah, not good. So this is an instructional book on how to make your dog not as stinky as it naturally would be. You know, less stinky Wait, dogs. This book would make the assumption that all dogs are stinky? Yes, it's true. Uh-huh. And the book would seek to help you make your dog less stinky? Yes. You cannot get all of the stink out of a dog because that's what they smell like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. But you can make them a little bit less stinky, and that's worth trying, you know. You sort of want to do this book out of helping the world, out of, like, doing a good service to, like, make dogs less stinky. Yeah. Okay, okay. you know when you're uh, you're outside, you know, you're walking, yes. you mind your own business, Okay. Always. Okay, so you're walking down the street, you sing a song, whatever you like to do when you walk. Oh, um, All That She Wants by Ace of Bass. Oh, that's a very good song. Because, yeah, yeah you can walk to the beat. Oh, that, that she wants is, is another, another baby. baby. She's gone tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes. but, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Excellent. People say the sign, people say the sign is the best Ace of Bass song. I don't agree. Hmm. I say it's All That She Wants. Okay. I do not like to rank songs because they don't care. That's true. The songs don't care. That's true. They don't. They really, they don't notice. No. They don't notice. Mm-mm. They're not. Okay, I'm outside minding my own business, hypothetically singing some unranked song. <laughs> okay, and someone else, they're walking their dog. They walk by you, okay? Yeah. The dog looks kind of cute because that's what, uh, the, here's what the dog does. It looks kind of cute, so it, it, it gets you in. It gets you want to be close to the dog, right? So you go in, you say, hello, dog, but then you pet the dog. The dog, you lick your hand. It has the fur, it's smell it stinks dogs do not take a bath every day um they don't even take a shower they take not even a shower no at least they could take a shower it's very easy put a dog yeah you know but they do they don't want you could be in and out of a shower in two minutes two minutes karen you love dogs what do you think about this you think dogs are stinky yeah they smell bad it's part of their nature they've got anal glands they you know they work a lot about scent they have scent glands so Mm -hmm. they stink to other dogs and you know everything about them stinks it's like their number one thing. It's their number one thing about dogs. And I like that you say they don't take a shower as if it's sort of like their willful decision to not take a shower, Katrina. I like that you're putting it right on the dogs. Well, they, they live in the house, you know? They know where the bathroom is. They know what yeah. the bedroom is. They could go. Dogs are, dogs are smart. They're I'm a smart. cat guy myself, but dog owners, mm-hmm. they won't stop telling me how smart dogs are. And yet, are they going in the shower and turning the tap on and cleaning this up? At least once a week. But I've never seen a dog take a shower. No. No one's even, they haven't even walked into the bathtub with the shower in it. And you know? sometimes they're very resistant to go into the bathtub. Mm-hmm. No, they, you, you know, they you, whine, they scramble to get away. They, when they, once you get them in there, they're really sulking. It's like they like their own stink. They like it. Ugh, dogs do it are on purpose. gross. Dogs are gross. I think stinky is a great word. And I think we should be using it more often. 
and I like that we're I like that we're gonna write a book about this. Are you mm-hmm. writing any of this down, Will? None of it. I got it all up here. My mind is like flying. I think paper. you should Stuff take just notes. Sticks to it. Okay. I think you should start taking notes. I'll take a couple of notes. I'm just gonna write down the word stinky, and I think that when I look back at this. I'll, I'll know what that means. Cross it now, out, though. Make sure that you write stinky and then you put a line through it. Because oh yeah, because we don't want it. This is against, this is anti-stink. Abs, I do not want to write another book about making a dog l- more stinky. Wait, oh, you did another you already book? write? Have you written, you already you've written a book? <laughs> Long ago, when I was young, I, w- I wrote a book about making a dog more stinky. <laughs> Why? Wait, how did that happen? You wrote a book about... You know, but I was, you, I was, I was in my twenties. What do you mean you were okay. young? Like you, you talk about this like this is sort of a young impetuous mistake. Oh, yes. Like you know, because my, uh, I was young and I was reckless. You know, uh-huh. trying to try dumb things. Oh, like a dog is books? stinky. Let it lean into itself. I, t- I've, um, this book is to correct that book. Are you which? Are you from Russia or the Ukraine? I sort of detect a slight Ukraine. Are you from Odessa? Are you from Moscow? Or what, what part of Russia were you from? I'm uh, all over, really. Um, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. it's all yeah. Yeah, who can, I have who can spent tell? much time in Moscow, but uh, you know, I I've been to the Ukraine. I've been all over the place. All over to every part. Okay, so I'm the reason I asked that mm-hmm. is you say you were reckless, and the result of this reckless behavior Absolutely. was writing a book that dogs should be more stinky. I think it's interesting to dis- that that writing a book about anything at all is the product of reckless behavior. Oh yeah, I mean that's is what it like we you do stay in up all night Russia. in a dance yeah. club. You just write books. Yeah, you know, some nights you stay all all night. You do um, uh, many drugs. You know, you do the, the the one that's like it's called crocodile. It's it's like a heroin, but it also makes you feel you know good, but not as bad. Um, oh yeah, I know. That. But it turns your skin into scales. Oh, mm-hmm. now that I was... Know. I've never heard of that. I've never it's heard crocodile. of It's crocodile. You never heard of crocodile? Mm. I've never heard of crocodile. I mean, oh. I'm not a drug uh, tester or user, but I, I, I've never heard of it. Well, it's too late because, you know, it, that's for your 20s. That's for when you are young and you are reckless. Yeah. You're doing stupid things because, you know, you think it's fun. So, you know, one night you go out, you club, you do a crocodile. The other night you write a book about making dogs more stinky. The other night you invent a hot <laughs> so, dog, you know? Can you walk... Wait, you say invent the hot dog? Invent a hot dog. There's different types, so you can invent a new hot dog. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like ballpark franks. They mm-hmm. plump when you cook them. So you got all me, beef franks. Mm-hmm. Can, you, you got, can you walk me through a night that ends with you inventing a kind of a hot dog? Like, from from when you leave to go out the night before, tell me this the basic the basic itinerary of events that occur. Okay, I mean. You know, one night you go out, you you drink, you you know, you do drugs, you have dance party. The other night you're like, I don't want to do that again because that feels too. We have done that, you know. You can't do it mm-hmm. two days in a row. That's crazy. So, um, so, but it, maybe it's cold outside. So you're like, yeah. I don't want to leave the house, but I also am young and I want to get crazy and reckless. So you take what you have in your house and you say, I'm gonna make a hot dog that no one's ever heard of and no one has ever seen before. Okay. And so you just take the stuff you have in your refrigerator what's, what's, and you can't. What's the last hot dog you invented? Okay, I put a bunch of French fries and then I mashed <laughs> them together with uh, okay. chicken and then I, I took a, a vegetable dumpling <laughs> and then I, I mashed all of them up together. I put some wow. soy sauce, I put some mustard. Um, mm. It's like some Asian American fusion, really. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, I think that's what's so wonderful about, 
you know, because I've uh, I haven't stopped inventing hot dogs. That's the thing that it, it is a little bit reckless. It's a little bit crazy. But, you know, I yeah, still do you're, it you're not. Then. Are you still in your 20s? I'm sorry to ask about uh, your age. Are, are oh. you older than your 20s? <laughs> Thank you. No, no, no. I am. You uh, look amazing. Oh, you, you look incredible. Look you could easily be you really in your do. 20s. It's I, OK for me to say, well, you can't say it. You look sexy and good. Is that you weird can, for me to yes, say? Yes, wow. it okay. really is weird for you to right. say. Wow. It's offensive. Incredible. It's offensive, especially coming from you, Will. Especially okay. coming from... You know what, Katrina? I like this hot dog idea. I like inventing hot dogs. That's a book right there. I mean, thank you. It is... I would say it's hard to write the book about it because it's just on the fly, you know? Right, right, right. But, you know, I, I could write that book too. But I, I don't want to write uh, a book about you know inventing too many hot dogs because then it gets a little bit crazy and then people are starting to make their own hot dogs and then the hot dog but it sounds like people is... in russia are already making their own hot dogs because you kind of said that it wasn't just you doing that you sort of oh, said yeah. you know how it is when you're young you invent a new hot dog have you not invented a new hot dog or some sort I've of never... meat food no i don't think i've ever concocted a new hot dog or meat food i don't think so oh. i'm actually gonna go all the way and say no i haven't okay Will Will has a hard time coming up with original ideas. I you think can, that's completely unfair. Really maybe that's even hostile. Part to of say. what makes him a go- great ghostwriter is because he can, you know, take other people's Karen, ideas and you said I'm write a great ghostwriter. Oh my gosh, that's the sweetest thing. Ugh, I'm just trying to get you some business here, Will. You're really ruining things. You're not even asking any questions about the book that Katrina wants to write. You're really ask, derailing right the conversation now. here. I'll ask some questions right now. <laughs> really. Yeah. Here okay, I go. I'm waiting. I'm about to do it. Okay, go ahead. Calm down. I am calm. Turn, I've we always don't need been to calm. be at DEFCON 1 all the time. We can live at DEFCON 5, which is peace. Feels I think like it you would be the, the order. I think, yeah. Yeah. DEFCON well, 5 in, is it's bad. Actually interesting. DEFCON in, 1 is. Because 5 is, <laughs> feels like a big, scary number, you know? Yeah, in war games, more, in the movie War Games, DEFCON 5 was peace, but then in real life, DEFCON 5 is nuclear war. But exactly. I go with the war game system. No, see, that's what's wrong. That's you it. Why flip. would they do that? It's very I, confusing. I think they wanted the dramatic countdown 5, 4, 3, 2, nuclear war. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, th- those are the movies, Will. These are books. So. A book is very different from a movie. You wrote a book about dogs being stinky. Yes, about how to make them more stinky. And I... Like, what was the name of that book? Make Your Dog More Stinky. Oh, yeah. Good. Get right to the point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you still haven't you still haven't asked a question about I'm this about book. To. You, well, I'm you about haven't. To. You started well, asking about, about a book to. that she's already written Relax. by herself. She's starting Look to figure out she doesn't need you, Will. She's already Karen? written a book. She's already creating hot dogs. She's already living her life. She doesn't need you. She has great scarves. Karen, real talk? You sound stressed. I think this <sighs> emu thing has rattled you up. Well, it has, Will. It has. Could, Katrina, some questions. Mm-hmm. How if I did want to make a dog more stinky, what do I do? Oh, okay. I do not recommend you actually try this because it will. It will make your dog so much more stinky. Okay, you take a dog, you first off, you let the dog do what it wants. Okay? Okay. You take a dog, you take it outside, okay? Uh-huh. One way. Sure. One way is you take a dog outside and you let it do what it wants. And you know what a dog wants to do? It wants to eat everything that it finds on the ground. You know, it yeah. wants to poop and then it wants to smell the poop and get near it. Oh, it's gross. It wants to say hi to every person. And that's not bad, but it's spreading. It's spreading the stinkiness, you know? 
you know how a dog likes to like go and they like find a puddle and they're like, this is where I have my bath. And then that's what they do. And mm. then you try to clean them and they're like, no, thank you. I would like to be so terrible and stinky. Okay, so that's just one way that where a dog gets stinky on his own. If you're trying hard to make a dog more stinky, you can do that at home. You do not need to leave the house. I'm actually dog sitting a dog right now. I can't believe I didn't bring this up before. I'm dog sitting a friend's dog oh. just for the. I'm, he's at my house. Too bad. Uh, his name is Spaceman. Hmm. I'm just gonna try making him stinky right now because then I can undo it. That I can undo it, and that then I'll learn how to write well, a book on making dogs less. Stinky. Will you still haven't asked any questions about mm-hmm. the I'm book she it. wants to write? I'm you still to it. repeatedly ask questions about the previous book. And what she's already done herself and what she's done in the past. And now you're talking about some dumb dog that you're sitting. I mean, who would entrust you to watch their dog? My friend Laurel trusted me. Right. Hmm. I've told you about my friend Laurel. She's my neighbor. She's a, she's a sweetheart. Real, she's real not nice your lady. Friend. She's not your friend. I'd say we're, we're friendly. We're on good terms. We, right. You know, because... When I go out of town, she watches my plants and... When she goes out of town, I dog sit her dog, Spaceman. That's not an even deal. Where did she go? What's she doing? She, she goes up the street. She divorced her husband and just moved four houses away, and sometimes she goes and visits him. And when she does, she likes to really make it a mental break. And like, You still haven't asked about the book, Well, mm-hmm. Here I go. What other drugs did you do when you were a young woman in Russia? Crocodile was a drug? Oh, yes. Crocodile is a Great drug, but don't try it if you're not in your 20s because it, it will ruin your life for, you know, a night or two. Okay, mm-hmm. I won't try it. Sounds intriguing, though. Oh, it is, but it does. It makes your skin into scales if you have it for a long time. It's very dangerous. You turn into, like, you actually your skin actually becomes scaly? Yeah, it becomes, like, uh, if you do it for a long time, your skin becomes dry, it becomes gray and scaly like you are, a you know, a gray crocodile. What is the sensation of being on crocodile? Oh, it's the best. Oh, Will, I, I just told you not to do it, but you got to try it one time, okay? <laughs> you got to try it one time. Oh, Karen knows. What? You got to try it at least once. You got to try what, it. What happens? Is it like an upper, a downer? Is it it's a really hard to explain. It's kind of yeah. all of them rolled into one. Mm-hmm. You... Upper and downer? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like you go inside yourself, but you're also fully experiencing everything around you. Mm-hmm. And you feel yourself kind of melding with your environment. Now, Katrina, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What are some ways to make a dog less stinky? Excellent question, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, one way, I mean, obviously the way, you know, the first way that comes to mind is you tell the dog to go take a shower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, Just like you verbally tell it, go take a shower? Yeah, you know, dogs right, I'm going to try that with Spaceman right here. Okay. Spaceman! Spaceman! Oh, God, he's nosing around in my plants. Hold on. Oh, you're making him more, more stinky. Spaceman, oh. He's into, he's into the mayonnaise. Hold on a second. Oh, my God. I have this big tub of mayonnaise. He got right into it. I don't know how he opened that jar. See? Dogs are smart. Spaceman. They're smart. They're very smart. Mm-hmm. He turned on HBO. He's going to be busy for a little bit. I'll get him after he finishes this watching This dog TV. does not respect you, Will. No, no. That's true. I'm a beta, and I'm not I'm not his owner, so mm-hmm. he, you know, he knows. He's watching I May Destroy You. Oh. I love that show. That's very yeah. good. Seems good. Yeah. The dog has good it. taste. You cannot just tell a dog that does not respect you to go take a shower. 
you know? So maybe step one is get the dog to respect you. Sure. I mean, if this is the tactic that you want to use to make your dog a little bit less stinky, you know, get your dog to respect you, which is, it's a bigger step. You have to let the dog know that you are a respectful person. You know, you have to read good books in front of the dog. So the dog is like, ah, oh, this is a very smart man. And, um, mm. you know, you have to have good taste in music. You know, you cannot play dumb, you know, uh, it, it, don't play the ace of bass for dogs because while ace of bass is good, uh, dogs, it's not respectable. No. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, hang on. I'm going to try to kiss this dog. That is Spaceman, not... give me a kiss. Why? Kiss that... me to get its respect. I don't. A dog? I don't know. I'm kissing this dog on its forehead. It, that doesn't generate okay. respect, Well. All right. Hang on. I got to stop. Temporarily, my lips are caught in this dog's collar. Mm-hmm. As you can see, there's a dog on my face. I'm going to get this dog off, and then I will proceed to make it take a shower. Don't worry about it. Let's just go back to what you were saying. Ignore this dog. Oh, my God. What a mess. Karen, does he try to kiss a dog every time? What's going on here? No, he doesn't try to kiss a dog every time. I mean, he... I will say this about Will. He does things that are stupid that you couldn't even imagine. That's one thing I will say about Will. He does really mm-hmm. stupid things that you would never even think to do. Got the dog off. Dog's free. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Mm. You're going to have to do so much more work to make that dog Spaceman, take you. a shower. Take a shower. Will. Take a shower. This isn't about you and your situation right now in this moment, Will. This is about That's the about book. Katrina and her book. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Make a dog less stinky. So chapter one. Mm-hmm. Tell the dog to take a shower, right? Yes. Okay. I think chapter two should be take a break by inventing your own hot dog. That's just a pitch. I think it's a good change of pace. While the dog is taking a shower, you enjoy yourself by making up a new hot dog. You know, I don't hate the idea as long as the dog is separate because the hot dog has to be for you alone because if ugh, if you try to get the, the dog to help you invent a new hot dog... That dog is going to get more stinky. And that was a chapter in my first book, which was a bestseller. And I, I need. <laughs> the to... book was a bestseller? It was. How to Make Your Dog More Stinky was a bestseller? Yes. It, you um... don't remember that? They used to sell it in Urban Outfitters. Oh, I do mm. remember that. I, I never read it. I remember seeing it on the, uh, on the, like, the, little, the little table in front. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It sold millions of copies. And I, oh I have gosh. to say, this book is to. Uh, is to fix that because I've made too many dogs stinky across the whole world. And it's, I feel awful. No, hey, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Don't blame yourself, Thank okay? You. I, I just, it's it's it, up to the people who bought the book and followed the directions. It's not You can't be blamed for writing that book and making tons of money off that book. Thank you. I, tons of money. I did. Not, I, I've made tons of money. I just... But unfortunately, you probably made dogs a lot more stinky because of it. Yes. Its success probably led to a lot more stink. I oh, I didn't think that it would be so popular, you know? And now no. worldwide. This is a fact. Worldwide dogs are 7% stinkier than they were before the book was made. Wow. Who measured that? Who, to, who did that study that measured 7%? I'm not sure. Some sort of, uh, I think the ASPCA did it. I believe yeah, it because bummer. it probably had to do with mm-hmm. dogs being adoptable and people, yes. you know, adoption rates going down on dogs. I get it. That whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's one okay. More it's not your fault. Just one? 
Mm-hmm. Katrina, mm-hmm. have you ever been in love? Um, yes, a couple of tell times. Me, have you? Tell me about it. Who's the big? Never. What's the big <laughs> love of your life? Oh, well, my first husband, Michael, Michael Jordan. We uh, <laughs> had a long love affair. Wait, the basketball player or just somebody named Michael Jordan? Oh, no. Uh, he played basketball for the Chicago Bulls. Have you heard? Yes, of course we've heard of him. He's one of the most famous men on the planet Earth. Hmm. I mean, yes. I mean, that's what he would always say. Like, we ended up, it did not work uh, eventually because he was just always like, I am the most famous basketball player. I am so good at basketball. And I was like, leave me alone. Okay, stop bragging about yourself. I love what you. Year was what you. year did you date Michael Jordan? Uh, this was in, I would say, 1990. Two ninety three something around oh my there. Gosh. I mean, he yeah. was like winning championships. He was, he was like... very busy. That's why we ended up breaking up because you know he he was so busy with his work, you know his business, and I was like, I I need you around here more. And if you cannot right. be around, see you later. It's but... totally fair to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need a partner who's present and 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 part of your relationship. Yeah. He went, uh, I think he went to the Olympics one time to do the basketball. He definitely went to the Olympics one time. He it's very have. famous. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> what a life. Well, maybe we'll have a chapter in dating Michael Jordan in this book. It has nothing to do with stinky dogs. Um, okay, we'll leave it out. We'll leave it out. It's really interesting, though. Maybe we'll put it in the about the author flap. I hey, saw- what made oh. you decide to move to America? Well, you know, as I've said, I've I've lived all over. So I lived all mm. over Russia and Ukraine a little bit. And I, I just, I, what happens is I move to a place and I'm like, okay, I will explore it. And then once I explore it, I'm done. I'm, you know, I don't need to be there anymore. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know the people who work at this store. I've been to this store. I've been to that, you know, basketball place of business. So, you know, and then I just, I, I, I leave. So first I did move to Chicago, which is uh, how I met Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> and we fell in love and uh, I tried out the, uh, the hot, they have interesting hot dogs there. I thought was very fun. But then, in, you know, <laughs> I was like, okay, I had the hot dog. I dated the Michael Jordan. I, uh, the wind is here. And then I had to move, you know? Right, yeah. right, right. But, Karen, yeah. didn't you, uh, not date, but weren't, weren't you like sort of flirty friendly with Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors for a little while? Didn't yeah. you guys kind of have like a... A fl- like an online flirtation or something like that? Why are you bringing that up, Well, Just something in common. Like, you, you sort of Let had... me bring that up. That's my story to tell, not yours. I just think it's really interesting that you had this kind of relationship with Steph Curry, and here Katrina was married to Michael Jordan. That's just something you guys have in common. You both have intimate relationships with NBA stars. Well, you know what? Let us talk about that, Well, That's not for you to say. Fair enough. I'm going to kiss this dog. Will, have you ever been married to a basketball player? No. I did once send a love letter to Rebecca Lobo of the New York Liberty. Uh, she was a big WNBA star in the 90s. And I was told to not contact her again by uh, multiple law enforcement agencies. For one I guess letter? My letter? Yeah, I guess it was too. It's funny because I did not say anything like sexually explicit. I thought I was being very respectful. But I guess um, the WNBA has a creep squad where they read letters and if they detect that your letter is too creepy, they put you on a list. They're just trying to, you know, keep the players safe and and show respect. And they somehow detected creepiness. I, you know, I, I all I did was I sent her, I said that I wanted to make pancakes with her and I included the recipe and they said that that was the creepiest thing that they'd gotten and I, yeah, and I had to stay creepy. away. That's very creepy. So I respected that and I stayed away. So that's the closest I came. I did think Rebecca Lobo was a heck of a player. 
Hmm. Too creepy. Too creepy. Yeah, it's that's a lesson learned. We all make mistakes the Jesus same ones. Will, you really keep turning every conversation back onto yourself. Well, I think we have enough information here to get together a plan to write your book, Katrina. And if it's all right, we'll contact you tomorrow with some follow-up questions. Excellent. Thank you so much. Katrina, I just want to give you a little food for thought here. You've already written a book. You can handle another one. Easy well, we'll piece. also help you. And I think it's not necessary to talk clients out of using our services while we are talking to them. Certainly, if Katrina decides to do it on her own, mm-hmm. Katrina, that's totally fine. I don't think it is our job to, you know, talk them out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Katrina, if it's all right, we'll contact you tomorrow this time. Yes, please do contact me. And uh, Karen, thank you. I will think about it as well. So I will let you know as well. Yes. You contact let me us and know. then I will contact you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Katrina. Thank you. Hello. If you're enjoying I Will Write Your Book, please do that thing that every podcast asks you to do and go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It makes a huge difference to us getting to new audience members. Also, if you have ever heard of social media, there's I Will Write Your Book on Instagram and I Will Write Your on Twitter, which features photos of our guests. And sometimes we get fun fan art that mocks up the covers of these books that we are talking about on these episodes. And it's really fun. So I hope you get a chance to check those out. And thanks so much for listening. All right, cassette tape number three. It's a meeting with Karen Donahue. I am at her rescue where there's uh, several exotic animals sort of roaming around. Karen, thanks for meeting. See, that's the emu. It's really, really not so cute. Right. Sorry. You wanted a GNU. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's rough. I mean, it seems like he's happy. You know, you're doing a good job taking care of... I don't think he is. He doesn't really look happy. I think he's miserable. Yeah. And I think he should be put out of his misery. No, no. Gosh, don't do that. That seems... That's that's very harsh. Don't don't kill the animal. Well, you're not supposed you're not supposed to let an animal suffer. Well, would you want to live this life of suffering? It's not physically suffering, right? You're assuming emotional this suffering. Emotional suffering is equal to physical suffering, is it not? Is it not? Emotional suffering can cause physical suffering. Can it not? Can it not? Will kill this emu? No, no. Kill it. Not- just wring its neck. No. Sometimes emotional suffering is equal to physical suffering. Sometimes. But not all emotional suffering is equal to physical suffering. Is that not true? Speak I not the truth that not all emotional suffering is equal to physical suffering? Stop trying to get out of it, Will. Just wring its neck. No. I will not kill this thing. People this- eat them. People what? eat them. Emus? Yes. We'll make right, a I'll steak. Do it. I'll do it. Come here, you son of a bitch. Come here, you bastard. Hand on it's like, ah, oh, I die. Die now. Say nice things to die it. now, you piece of shit. Say nice See you things in hell. To it. See you Give in hell, you miserable What? Give it a good death. What? No. I can't. This is the only way I can get in. Say nice things to it. You Say you'll hell. rest now. Now See you'll you find peace. The deepest pit of hell. You'll suffer forever, you stupid emu. You asshole. What? I'm doing what you said. No, you're supposed to give it a nice, calm death. Okay, I'm backing off. I'm letting it live. Wow, it is scared of me now. <laughs> its neck is all Jesus. fucked up, you Sorry. idiot. 
This Sorry. was a snap it. I didn't think I was going to be killing You're this evil. You're just kind of bringing it. I, it's hard. These things are tough. I'm a weak man. Snap it's next. Okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do <laughs> it. The top. Shit. Now it's Come really here. suffering. I'm going to do it. I'm going to kill it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. This is the worst thing I've ever done. How did this happen? Say nice things to it. You're beautiful. You're Snap beautiful. Snap it's next quick. I'm trying. You're beautiful. Very strong. God damn it. You're sweet and smart. I got it. Oh my god, I got it. Holy shit. How did that feel, Will? How did that feel to take a life? I'm not supposed to say good, right? Say whatever you think. You took a life. It felt bad. You look like you're smiling, Will. I'm not. Stop buying my llamas. Any of these llamas sick? No, they're all perfect. You here all the time? There are, are people here all the time. Like guards and stuff? I'm not going to let you come back and kill any more of my animals. I can't believe you killed this emu. You ordered me to do it. I ordered you? You, be, you did. You berated me. I ordered me. you? Yeah. I ordered you to do it. I I'd made say, you do it. You wanted to do it, Will. You wanted so to feel alive. So what if I did? You so what if I did? You alive. God, I'm so sick of helping you. Well, I appreciate you. All right, I'll see you tomorrow at the Zoom call. Take the emu with you. Take this carcass with you. Okay. I got it. See you later. Bye, Karen. Cassette tape number four. This is a meeting with uh, Karen Donahue, and it's a follow-up meeting with Katrina Pavlanovich. And I'm going to connect Katrina right now. Katrina, hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Can uh, you see for me on the with... Zoom? I can see you yes. and hear you fine. Okay. Yes, I see you and hear you fine in the Zoom. Okay, yes, I do. Well, you're and covered this... in blood. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, do you want to take a shower or something? <sighs> I, I do. I need to take a shower. Uh, and I'm going to do that right after a call. I just didn't want to keep you guys waiting. I'll talk about it. Well, it's rat blood. I've been killing rats. Oh, my God. It's weird to explain, but I I guess I discovered that I have a taste for blood and a thirst for killing animals. And I thought, what animals are sort of like okay to kill? Maybe none. That's one possible answer. But I thought people would be the least mad if I just killed a bunch of rats. So I've been sniffing around in some of the drain pipes. And there's not a ton of drain pipes in L.A., but there are some. Just kind of, you know, snatching some rats and, you know, you know, you know just trying to, trying to help the infestation problem. Katrina, I really hope this helps you make up your mind about if you want to move forward with the book. Well, I, I'm going to say I shouldn't do it. I'm taking my I recuse myself from this project. I will say, I feel like I could teach you to be less stinky because you've done so many things. You have a jar of uh, a vat mayonnaise. of mayonnaise. Just it's a vat um, with the the lid very loose or fully open <laughs> in your house. It's, it's loose. It's loose, but it's there. Katrina, I understand. You know your want to help Will. Mm. You know, as a form of penance, probably for your book. Uh, and other things that you've done in your life, because I feel the same. But he is 
unchangeable. And anytime you try to help him in a positive way, he goes in the complete opposite direction. Mm. He just always does what's worst for Will. I'm ready to be helped. If you want to help me be less stinky, I'm into it. I mean, right now, I am stinky. There's no doubt about it. I'm covered in rat blood and I got a bunch of mayonnaise on my face. Yeah, it's almost like I can smell you through Zoom, which I do not think is a feature. Set aside my problems for now. How are you feeling about the book? I don't think I should write it. Maybe Karen should write it. Maybe you should write it. But just I'm just concerned about your creative pursuits. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about your book? Do you still want it written? Oh, s- yes, absolutely. Okay, great. Even though I do not think that I am fit for this job and I am going to enter therapy immediately after this session... Mm-hmm. Because I've unlocked some sort of demon impulse inside of me that I need to squash. And so in that time, I will not be writing books. But I want to make sure you get your book written. So can I offer the services of Karen to write this book? You know, I'm a copy editor. I'm not big on writing. But I will say, Will has a very successful brother who is a ghostwriter. Oh. Yes. Um, very successful. Yeah. He... His name is Kevin Hines. Mm-hmm. And he's written many, many biographies. He's ghostwritten so many things. He wrote uh, Michelle Obama's book. Oh, my he's gosh. Written, he's written a lot of things. Very successful. Wow. Very successful. You know, I could... Um, let me send you his information. On the, please do. That sounds incredible. I want this to be a Michelle Obama-level book it about making dogs less stinky. Yes. It will be. And, it you know, be. as soon as I write it, Karen, I'll send you a copy, you know, because, you know, if you want. But, Will, you have to read this copy, and I want you to apply it to yourself. Mm. Okay? okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And for you, I will add a hot dog chapter. Ooh, thank you. I also want to say that Spaceman the dog is fine. I did not kill Spaceman. I, no oh one God. thought you did. I don't know why okay, you just would so, bring that up. Well, I just want to show you Spaceman the dog right over here. Okay. He looks freaked out, but he does look He's alive. definitely freaked out. He's having a rough time of it emotionally. A rough time where you totally tried to make a pun? A rough time? Cause r- <laughs> I was, oh, no. I was, I was not trying to make a pun, no. Okay. <laughs> of course not. It was, of course not. It would have been funny if wasn't. it was on purpose. Yeah, it would have yeah. been funny, but that's mm-hmm. not Will's style. Now, Katrina, I just want you to make sure that you let Kevin know everything that happened here with Will and how this call went mm-hmm. and how yesterday's call went and everything about your feelings about him. Just just let him know. Just let him know. I will. I think, uh, you know, maybe... Have you talked to your brother? 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 Is that a hard word? Mm-hmm. It's, That's it. Yeah, you're saying it right. It's too many R's. It's too many R's too close There's together. There's a lot of R's. Yeah. They crammed them in there. No. Do you talk to him? Yeah. Because he should know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He, yeah. I, uh, I'll talk to him. I'll ask him. Great. Yes, I will, I will write this book with Kevin Hines. Okay, great. Now, uh, we got some emails. Katrina, do you mind staying on the line to answer to help us answer some of our emails? I love an email. Yes. So, everybody listening, we have an email address. It is book at willhines.net. I am made fun of for this email address, but I think it's a good one. B-O-O-K at W-I-L-L-H-I-N-E-S dot net. And this is just if you are a hardcore fan of the publishing industry. Or anyone. Nope. Hardcore fans of the publishing industry only. We would like to hear your questions or thoughts about anything we talk about on the show. So I got, we got a lot of email. I'm, I'm probably not going to get to all of them, but I thought we'd go through some. This first one's an anonymous one. Hey, Huge fan of the publishing industry and ghostwriting in general. You guys are always informative and mad. 
Here's my question. Okay. And I think that's accurate. We are informative and we are often mad. Interesting observation. Here's my question. What, when did you die? How? And when will that come up? I thought it would be dealt with in episode one, but still waiting to understand. Maybe it's personal. I don't know. Anonymous. That's an interesting question. I'm just going to say we didn't die. I'm not planning on dying. And this podcast is not about the death of me or Karen or anybody involved in the show. Is this we have email had a couple from guests die. the future, maybe? Let me check. Nope. This hmm. is just a normal time-stamped email. Uh, just curious if we're going to talk about my death, I guess, or the death of anybody involved. That's that's not the focus of the podcast. What I do want to understand is maybe this is a clairvoyant, mm-hmm. and maybe we are actually dead, mm. and we're doing this in our afterlife, and this mm. is kind of like our purgatory or our hell if you will it definitely yeah. be my hell that we have to keep doing this podcast for some reason so i'm wondering if that is true if we could quite possibly be dead and this is our yeah. our reality but we don't know it or if the person is misunderstanding what the term ghostwriter means oh right ghostwriter hmm. yes they i should say being a ghostwriter does not mean that you are a ghost it just means that you are not credited on the book. Right. I should have thought of that right away. Mm. So, but it could be, could be, we could. But we be also dead. could be dead. We but could if we're be dead, dead we, we don't know. Dead. We do not know that we are dead if we are dead. So and everyone in on our calls could actually be dead, and we don't, and they don't know it. Well, mm-hmm. if we are dead, that would have to be true. Everyone yeah, we're that would have to be true. Or dead, so. the people on our calls might not actually exist, and we just kind of are developing our that own could be reality. True also. We could be dead and sort of living in a reality that we are creating. We could be dead and talking to live people, and they're talking to us via, like, Ouija boards, but we don't know that. We're just having conversations. Ah, that's true. That's true. That is true. Like, they know we're dead, but we don't know it, and they're not telling us because they're polite. Katrina, Hmm. are you alive? Yes. And do you, in your knowledge, are we dead? No. Okay, so I'm going to go. I think we're not dead. Okay. That's how I'm going to. But would you tell us that we're dead? I mean, that might be against something. Oh, yeah, if something. we were dead, like, would we you tell us? We might totally freak out. I mean, yes. I think oh, I, okay. I feel that's like. nice. That's the thing that you can be blunt about of like, I, f- I feel like I see this in movies and things like that when people do not want to tell someone a thing. And I say that's 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 garbage. You know, you have to tell someone what is happening. Okay, yeah, listen, I'm Willis, cheating on you. Tell you Bruce are dead. Willis right away. Yes. He's dead. Bruce Willis. Right from the beginning. You're a dead You're guy. Dead. I am a small child who sees dead people. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just don't wait till get the it end. Out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a dead guy. That's what he should have said in the sixth sense. You're a dead guy. And then he can deal with it, you know? And then he's, he yeah. doesn't have to, like, solve the little boy problems. I don't know. It's too yeah. much. Okay, we got another email here. This one's from Bobby Beans. Hi, Will. I am a hardcore fan of the publishing industry. Another Great. one. I'm a big fan of the podcast, and you and Karen have such a great rapport. How nice. Hmm. However, I drafted you in my fantasy publishing industry league, and I'm getting killed. Can you please sell some copies or at least pull a major client this week? My brother-in-law drafted Dennis Rath, and if I lose this week, I'm never going to hear the end of it. Thanks, I guess. Bobby Beans. Ugh. Dennis Rath, of course, is uh, another successful ghostwriter we've had on this podcast. My brother's a very successful ghostwriter, and so is Dennis, Dennis. Rath. Mm. He is Dennis amazing. Is, he has his own podcast, too. I recommend that podcast for anyone. Okay. Could you please not recommend other podcasts? Um, podcast? The other thing is, was it like, did you 
did this person, did Bobby Beans pick last? How did, how did they draft you? Uh, he doesn't say. Uh, I mean, I'm going to assume he sought me out and wanted me in his fantasy. Get ready to lose. Get ready to lose a lot of money. Well, I, here's my answer is the ghostwriting association has actually very strict rules that you're not allowed to do anything to try to juke your stats for the many ghostwriter f- uh, fantasy publishing leagues that are around. If, it, For example, I could theoretically just through some weird accounting, you know, put a couple of clients this week, assuming I would get them later. You know what I mean? And then when I book clients later, and this is like, and this is very illegal. Not because of accounting rules, but because of publishing fantasy What publishing are you talking rules. about? I'm well, very lost. What you're not you allowed to mention the stats. I have to be very, I can't do anything about it, is what I'm saying. No, I have you to be could. Honest. You could be successful. Oh, that I could do. But I'm not, I, <laughs> yeah, that you I don't know cannot how to do. That. do. That yeah, I that you can't do. That's what. I don't know how to do that. No one's asking you to. I thought he was asking you know, me to cheat. No, lie. of course not. He's saying, please sell some books. Please. Oh, well, Bobby please. Beans, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best, Bobby Beans. But uh, I don't think I can. And I guess your best isn't good enough. Oh, yeah. How's your musical going, Karen? Great. The musical that you're writing. Great. Oh, what's this musical about? Oh, God. It's about being a copy editor. Um, it's really. It's funny. That's the part of your life you focus on. You have so many things in your life going on. But the part you focus on is being a copy editor. That's interesting. Well, I'm I trying will... to explore myself and why I've agreed to do this. I'm really, that's what I'm trying to find out about myself. So we got a couple more emails. More emails? <laughs> Maybe we should save some. <laughs> uh, this is the we'll do this. This is the last one we'll do for this for this episode. We'll save the rest. We may never get any more. <laughs> Don't be so cynical, right? We've gotten some emails. <laughs> Jeez Louise! All right, this is from Mike Dogson. Hello again. Dogson? He's written this before. Mm. He might. Uh, yep. Well, he read might, my book. might be stinky. He might be stinky. Mm. Hello again, Karen and Will. Thank you for reading my previous email. However. When you read it off on your program, Will saw fit to read my full email address and full name. His email address is unrealandfake1 at gmail.com. Since then, I have been relentlessly doxxed and harassed, all thanks to his careless disregard for others' privacy. I would firmly ask that you do not make such an error again, or I shall have to pursue legal action. Also, Karen, thank you so much for your advice on becoming a copy editor. I was previously a bald man. But I believe the fulfillment of a satisfying career has caused my hair to begin to regrow. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Karen. Thanks for nothing, Will. Mike Dogson. uh, That's unrealandfake1 at gmail.com. Why did you repeat the email? I didn't mean to. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Sorry. Sorry, Mike Berner Dogson. Wow. Uh, I blew it. You did Um, it again. I mean, you're going to jail, I think. I think that's what happens. He's go- I might be going to jail. Going to pursue this, you know, legal action and you'll go yeah, to legal jail. legal action. Or you'll have another judgment placed against you. I've got several restraining orders uh, from several of my uh, people in my life, so if another one shows up, I'm ready for it emotionally. All right, that's all the emails we're going to read on this episode. If you want to send us an email, and if you are a hardcore fan of the publishing or industry, anybody. send us an email to book at net, and possibly we'll read your email on the uh, on the show. Katrina, I just want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm sorry that I became an animal killer while we were talking to you. That's not your fault. And I hope that your efforts to write a book about dogs being less stinky is successful. Thank you for helping me work it out and connecting me with your brother, uh, brother uh, <laughs> Kevin Hines. Yeah. I've already started the emailing him, and he seems very smart. He is. He is, yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck. Interesting that you two are brothers. 
I think it's interesting too. Hmm. Karen, good luck with your life. And everybody, I'll um, see you guys uh, next episode. Not you, Katrina, but Karen, I'll see you next episode. And whoever's listening, I'll see you next episode. Okay, Bye. I'll see you next episode. <laughs> no, Katrina, you're not coming back next <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, you can come back. I'll come back. No, no, no. There's no reason for you to. We're, we're done dealing with your book, so there's, there'd be nothing for you to talk about. Nothing? I mean, I, there's no reason for us to have business anymore because we've decided I'm not going to write your book. Well, now, you well, know what? Well, it might help you out to hear how, you know, Kevin handles a call. Hmm? Maybe we'll bring you back. Maybe we'll bring you back, okay. Katrina. And I can give you tips on how to be less stinky and to, you know, publish a book one time. Okay. Thank you. Hello, and thanks for listening to another episode of I Will Write Your Book. My name's Will Hines. I played animal killer Will Hines. Good God. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter at W-I-L-L-H-I-N-E-S, and I have another podcast called Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics that I do with my brother, Kevin Hines, who was also on this podcast playing a more successful version of me. Pam, would you like to go next? Sure. Pam Murphy, I played Karen Donahue. Just to be clear, Karen didn't make Will kill an emu. Will decided to do that of his own free will. <laughs> Thanks for the emails. Keep those emails coming. Rate and review. Yeah, rate, review, s- subscribe, whatever. To this know, we, podcast. We, we, don't, we don't know what to say. And uh, Sarah. Hi, uh, I'm Sarah Claspell. Uh, you can find me on social media at Claspy. Um, and I also have a very dumb podcast called Everything is Rent about the musical Rent. Yeah. It's great. It's very dumb and it's very fun. And so, yeah, please check that out. Please send us emails, book at willhines.net, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, hello, you. What's up, hoes? I'm Mary Kay McBrayer. I'm Mary Amelia Byer. I'm Rachel Estridge. And we like scary movies. Let's be more specific. We like analyzing scary movies. Okay, but let's be a little bit more specific. We like making fun of scary movies. Let's be even more specific. We have to make fun of scary movies so that we can sleep at night. We host a horror comedy podcast called Everything Trying to Kill You that rips all your fave horror movies a new one. And bonus, we'll tell you jokes from the perspectives of... Feminist ethnic minorities. And queer women. Which might be something you haven't considered before. Sure looks like Hollywood hasn't. So check out Everything Trying to Kill You. New episodes every other Friday on Campfire Media. Campfire.